With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. But right now, Kimpy, league and in from uh, Tolaga will be gutted like many. Morning, Izzy and Kimpy, my multis on the Kiwis to beat Aussie 662. 660 bucks. Unlucky, Ed. Mm. Oh, oh. But, but, but like many, mate. Kimpy... You are there. You are watching it live here in Christchurch in my house, and we're very surprised with how they were going about their mahi. A totally different team to what we saw playing against Fiji. Plenty of opportunities. Where did it all go wrong for you, mate? Well, they they started really, really well. You know, they just mm-hmm. built built uh, their game around real just the middle of the park, owning the forward pack. Aussie were rattled like. The first half was all New Zealand. They, they'd won the, the they'd won the ruck. They'd won the field position. Their halves were on the front foot, and every time they just weren't being um, were carrying the ball to the line. They were getting offloads, and they were causing Australia's defensive line all sorts, all sorts of six and sevens. You know what I mean? So they they hung in there, Australia. They could have blown them off the field in the first half, but as Australia do, they they just you know. They just stay within touching distance, and then a couple of big errors. The, the one from Jordan up and a straight after half time by that half a foot offside. That basically would have put them out to a 20, um, 20 to ten lead with the uh, with the Aussies in all sorts of dire straits. And then directly after that, they go down and get that penalty under the post, and Cameron Murray catches Brandon Smith. So for for me, is there's a there's a couple of things here that I thought that Madge Maguire got wrong. I think the first one was, I think he left Brandon on too long. You know what I mean? And what you, what you don't, what you don't um, see is no one's mentioned that Jesse Bromwich played 21 minutes. He played a first stint and mm. didn't come back on. I thought when Moses Leota come on, he was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. And that ball that he gave on the back of um, the kick chase from Rapana around the back to set that try up, I was like, man, you know, if we had, if we had started with Moses, um, I think what happened was that when Moses came on, you couldn't you couldn't change it, you couldn't change it. It sort of he, he stepped up, 
and just the dominant, the dominating performance of our forward pack. And one of the comments that really sort of I don't get is like I heard the comments from Maguire after the game is like we're there now with Australia, mate. We've been with Australia since two thousand and eight, mm. not two thousand twenty two. Yeah. So this hasn't happened in three years. We had a really poor time under David Kidwell, but that wasn't Kitty's fault. That was a, the organisation was in turmoil by being run by a very, very average CEO and, and making poor decisions. But the Kiwi team has been next to Australia since 2008. This one, we let get away. We should have won it. And and if we had made a couple of, I, th- I think, um, sort of crucial decisions on replacing players at the right time and starting players, such as Moses for, for Jesse, um, I think they would have got it. You know, imagine that, that New Zealand and Samoa would have been in the final. Mate, Auckland would have come to a standstill. Oh, would it be crazy, Kempi? Look, it's 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 an interesting one. And you you talk about, um, you know, moments in the match and tactics and tactically. Like, when you look at a review post this, what does a review look like for you? What does it look like reviewing this entire competition as, as a whole? We're dead set favourites leading into it, but throughout the tournament I thought we were... Wow, we were pretty lacklustre to be honest. We we probably didn't fire too many shots. We had shots in that semi final to really put a nail in the coffin. We didn't get it, and we kept an Australian team in it. So, what does the review look like post this? Well, the review, the first thing that I would like to see is, you know, can we sort of go back to actually, if we're working towards a World Cup, um, I would like to copy what they've done with Wayne Smith. I think that's a real big opportunity for not just rugby union, but for every sport. I think there's enough old heads in New Zealand to get together and bring some young Stacey Joneses and all those type of blokes through for the next World Cup and build um, build on a Kiwi co- coaching philosophy. I think we can do that. Honestly, do. Um, and, yep. the, and the second thing is, is just to continue to dominate um, and pick dominating players in the NRL competition. So you have a look at our side across the NRL. Like Joey Manu was fantastic again. You know, Dylan Brown stood up along with Jerome Hughes. You know, Peter Hicku and and Mulatalo going down that left left edge when they got that try they threw that ball back on the, on the inside. They we've and you can't argue with any of the forwards like they're the best in the comp. So we've got to continue to keep picking the best best players in the comp. But we've got to get. I think the selection's right when you go out in those big games, you know. Yep. And I don't. I've you know I've always had this sort of, you know, what's the role of a selector? What's the role of a coach? But you know, there's got to be some challenging, um, some challenges on why Moses Leota and Fisher Harris didn't start in the front row as the as the most dominating front row pair in the competition, you know. And we all knew that Brandon Smith was eventually going to run out of steam. And he basically did that when he didn't move off his line, which you said, you know, you've got to, you've got to, because those are moments, mate. That's a massive moment yeah. in the game. That just swung was- the momentum back to Australia. And of course, you know, with Origin, if they get their nose in front, they know how to lock it out. There was questions on his fitness, Kempe. Do you think he probably went into this a little bit underdone? Is all the Brandon Smith? And like, this is a spine that was spoken about and going to be the best spine in the competition. Did they live up to that hype? Do you feel? No, they didn't. Not through, not throughout the competition. But I think they, you know, everyone knew that Brandon Smith couldn't play eighty minutes. So yeah. I think you've got you've had to work out a strategy. Though when Foz came on, the the damage had already been done. They they'd got their noses in front, you know. So they needed to make that that choice um, in and around 
Smithy, and that's all your coaches making sure they're advising him because he's got so much going on that that Smithy needed to have, basically have a breather. Um, and yeah, it was a big moment, a big decision. You know, if, I, I guess if you're reviewing your own performance, Madge McGuire would be, be sitting there going, "I should have spelled him." He gave yeah. a spell, you know what I mean? So, maybe when you're in those games, those semi-finals, it reminded me so much of that one in Huddersfield where Ridgie, Ridgie kicked it. They go down to just the moment. And yeah. for, for us, we we were half a step in front. I reckon we take it at 20 to 10, we don't get caught. And then mm. we go down the other end and we decide not to move off our line around four got, and decent defenders. And Cam Murray goes, oh, there's a gap there. I'm just going to run toward mate. That kid can play. Like yeah. when he came on, he changed he changed the momentum for Australia. Him and Carrigan, when they came on, they changed, they lifted them because they were getting they were getting done in the middle of the park. They had no go for it. Trebojevic was terrible. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, Yale couldn't pass the ball. Uh, Cleary, I don't know if you noticed, couldn't get going. They had nah. nothing in the in the middle of the park. But as soon as Murray come on, as soon as Carrigan come on, they straightened them up. Then Cleary went through, and I'm sitting there going, "They're just they're hanging on by the coattails here, the Kiwis, and they get them, they get them, they get a moment." Brandon decides, you know, I need a breather. Well, that you can't, unfortunately. So um, there was that that game. Sum up, man. I don't know if you've seen the seen it. They're throwing the ball that far back to to, to Crichton. The cameras. Hey, he was miles away. The cameras couldn't follow it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's kicked it from forty three meters out, and it's gone. He's flushed it. Oh, it's what a what a finish! And that was like, you know, they had their chances. They outplayed England. They they didn't deserve to mm. to to be anywhere near them. But you know, to get them up there, um, I guess the talking point with Samoa is a bloke called Filetti Tuolagi, who actually mm. played rugby union for Samoa and got picked up by Halifax back in the the late nineties. Um, mid, mid mid to late 90s and played for Halifax alongside Johnny Schuster. He was in the centres up there. Well, he's up there. His son plays for England in the rugby union team. Um, his brother's sons play up there. And he is just a crazy, crazy Samoan that builds culture. Mm. And he's the guy in the background that has been the unsung hero and worked on that cult- culture right through um, to this final, getting them into the final. What we see in South Auckland, what we've seen in Samara at the moment, Filetti has taken that inside the camp. And and personally, I think what he's done for that that country, because Samara's, um, what they wanted to do was emulate Tonga. You know, Jason Tomalolo making the decision to go to Tonga from New Zealand has opened up international football. They need to capitalise oh, on that. It. You know, they what, need to. What they do from here, and, and heaven help us if Samara win the final, <laughs> especially oh, oh, down imagine here. Imagine that, Kempi. Mate, I went to pick up. Imagine. I went to pick up. I'll tell you what, I went to pick up my seat from uh, out. out I got a mate, Samoan mate, he's an upholstery doing, putting my seats together. And I went and picked them up last week, and Samoan flags are going everywhere. And I went, ooh, one more game, one more game, mate. England, got to get through them. And he couldn't talk. Like the the yeah. whole the whole place out there was just flags everywhere, you know. So, um, heaven help us if they win. It's going to be so <laughs> much fun, honestly. <laughs> Imagine that, eh? Just oh, South Auckland be fly. Imagine Apia over there in Samoa just be oh, so good. And then um, yeah, there's a message coming through, and I want to talk about those moments because I thought the high ball receipt was quite. Average to be honest, Kim. Like that's a big part of the game. 
and particularly at the start of the game when Joey Money was just probably a little bit deep and he let that ball bounce and luckily, I thought it was a knock-on, but the Ashley Klein missed it and they knocked it on. And then Jordan Rapana, like you go up, put pressure and then Ben Hunt just puts a crossfield bomb and both players, Manu was too far central and uh, Jordan Rapana was too flat and had to run back and catch it. And then Ado Carr just comes out of nowhere and scores that try. Like oh, There was just a couple of moments there that come out of nowhere and they let this Australian team back into it. And that Fox try, you know you know, mm. with the Fox is that he's going to chase down and do everything at oh. 100 miles an hour. As soon as he kicked it, you could you, you watched it unfold, and they was they were way way on top of that stage of Kiwis, and it was just one moment in the last set last last set play mm. that was never ever going to happen. There's no way in the world he's going to get there that he got there and caught that ball on the fly to put them back in the game. Um, yep. And you're dead right, you know. Like you you know that though, you know that like when you're coaching against the Australians, you know that they're gonna they're gonna play and they're gonna take their opportunities. That's you know. The, one of the biggest things about the Australians, and they do this in the origin, I remember talking to um, a couple of coaches about that, Mickey, Mickey Hagen, who's in, in the Australian camp now. Mate, they don't say it's over until it's actually the 80th minute. They've lost mm. too many origin games, both sides, New South Wales and Queensland, in the very last play of the game. And that's, you know, when you've got Mel, Mick Hagen, Trevor Gilmeister, Adrian Lamb all sitting there on the coaching staff that have been in those games... The message at half time was just hang in there. Mm. We'll make the changes to get you going forward again. Just hang in there. We'll come. We'll we'll, we'll yep. get the. I remember and Brian Fletcher at half time when he said, uh, "Australian win this one in a close one." You know, who another New South Wales. You know what I mean? They just have that belief of staying in there, and we've that's that's the part that we're just lacking at the moment. You know, those moments yep. are so crucial. You and you're dead right, Izzy. That one from the Fox, yep. mate, came out of nothing. Came out of absolutely nowhere. Did not pick it. I was watching it with you. I was like, "What? Oh, oh, what just happened?" That was just a set of six and a kick. And uh, he's that quick. He chases everything and he scored a try. Yet two genuine moments that cost us in that game. There from Daniel on double eight, double three. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.